Welcome to Friendship Radio and to the grand march through life. My name is James Huey, facilitator of the Friendship Personal Retreat Program here in Galveston and on ships cruising seas throughout the world. Offering the gift of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me here on KGBC, Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, as we explore topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living and friendship. And it is good to have you here on AM 1540, Friendship Radio. This is Charles Goodman, is a student development specialist formerly with the Texas A&M College Station campus, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Galveston, Charles. Well, thank you. It's a privilege to be here with you. Well, Charles, you've worked with young people a lot in the Texas A&M system and probably in other campuses that you've been associated with. There were several topics in my mind that I wanted to explore with you, and I think they may be helpful for our listeners as you and I dialogue about them. And I guess the first one that comes to my mind is something that is important as young people who try to make the transition from being at home to being in a college campus or from making the transition from being dependent people in a home situation to being independent in a different type of community and the various stresses and strains that that creates not only on them but their family and their friends as they make these changes that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'd like to kind of just open it up as to what have been some of your observations on what young people do face and also I guess after you that may be some ways in which you've seen them cope in a healthy maybe as well as an unhealthy manner. Mm-hmm. In, in listening to that, I've jotted, when you were talking a little bit, I was just jotting tons of notes here of different <laughs> ideas that were coming to mind, and who knows if any of it will make sense as we go. But it, just as you were talking, the first thing that came to mind is something that, that I've said when I talk to groups where, and in many cases, in any organization I work with, there's always going to be a situation where one of the first things that we're going to do is we're going to take a retreat together to get to know each other on a very informal basis, to know what, what we were like as, as people. And then afterwards, we can kind of talk about the business of the day, what the organization's goals are going to be. But during that retreating that, that I've always done with students, I always say one thing, and I think that is that in any organization, in any, any entity that we're in, I think the essence of all things is a relationship, and that's from which all things will come is from that relationship. So when you're talking about making transitions, and particularly in my world in which students are making transitions from a world in which you know they've been at home and are moving to a college environment, from an environment where they will be in a residence hall or living on campus, and or even that, that famous one of where you know they have to, to leave college life and pursue that J-O-B, uh, <laughs> and spell that out so it won't be such a nasty <laughs> <laughs> the essence of all of those things are, are healthy relationships. And certainly that's how ours was formed over many years ago as, as I was struggling with some decisions and had the opportunity to talk with you at that time, and, and that's perpetuated. I, but I go back to all that. I think that the essence of, of things are relationships. Now, those relationships can be with family, and I certainly think that that's probably the, the first and, and most important thing. I think back to the relationship that I still enjoy with my family. We just about talk about everything. But I, I 
I think that's extremely important have that relationship. I think the next relationship is developing a set of friends, a set of peers on, on any environment, whether we're talking about the working environment or even the college environment. Well, let me let me just intercede here. You're Who's on a roll. Like, oh, like look I out. Feel you're, you're on a roll there because we've really talked a lot about friendships here on this program, mm-hmm. being the Friendship Radio. But I guess one of the things is how do people make the transition from the home set of friends to going into an atmosphere where everybody is looking for new friends. Those that friends that are going to meet social needs, those friends who are going to meet emotional needs, mm-hmm. those friends who are going to meet romantic needs, sexual needs, whatever. The whole context is changing, and it's all changing at once. How do young people make the transition? What are some ways that you see them making it in a healthy way as versus an unhealthy way? Well, let me start with the unhealthy because okay. <laughs> that's probably, yeah, that's the ones we see most often in my environment. And certainly, I think sometimes that stress is, is dealt with certainly with alcohol and other drugs. And that's certainly one of the unhealthy ways in which people make that transition. I think there is a lot of fear there. I think, unfortunately, a lot of socialization is done in a setting in where alcohol is, and, and other drugs probably are prevalent. So I think that that's probably one area in which students make some unhealthy transitions. Of course, you know my style. I'm very an extroverted person in my life. It revolves around other people. But I think some people deal with the stress of that change very internally, and they don't do anything at all. They just let it fester within, I guess, if you will. And those two things come to mind immediately about unhealthy processes. I guess the more difficult aspect is to talk about healthy transitions. I think a healthy transition is getting involved in a situation maybe whether we're talking about a college environment, we're talking about a move to a new community, just like much I have done in the last six months or eight months. I think involvement immediately in some particular area, whether it's the church or your work environment, I think involvement is probably one healthy way in which we can make that transition. I interact sometimes with Collins that there's a tendency to somehow think the community is going to come out and involve themselves in our lives when Mm -hmm. it almost becomes the reverse, the need to reach out and say, I'm here and I need to do that. Really, one of the things that Friendship Radio is striving to do is to focus on we are responsible for writing our own life novel. And in part of that writing is to prepare for situations that will be most healthy for us. Going off to school and adapting to a completely different culture, not as radical as Morocco, for example, but (laughs) in many ways when you're 18, it may seem like moving to Morocco. What are some ways that maybe they could prepare to make the transition as positive as In many cases, when we make that transition, the things that we talk about in order to get prepared is that, well, you know, you need to go to orientation. You need to make sure you have, you know, towels and linens and, you know, thinking about all these physical kinds of things that must be done in order to, you know, make sure the car is full of gas, that, you know, you have AT&T call home car and all those other kinds of things that I recommended when I was formerly with doing orientation. And I think in many ways, students are very well prepared in that. You know, they get that part of it really prepared. It's very concrete. Oh, yes, very concrete. Unfortunately, where is that checklist about the self, the individual, you know, in I regards guess that's why to... I'm asking, what can they do to prepare themselves? To do that, I think that takes some homework. I don't think that that's certainly you know, anything that can be done overnight. So, you know, if you're listening and you're fixing to go to school in the fall, you know, time to prepare is now. I think in one thing, I think a, a positive mental attitude is extremely important. Now, what does a positive mental attitude mean for a college student? I mean, how would you define it? 
Well, that's a tough one, but I think a positive is that old can-do attitude. I don't know if it if I can concretely lay it out and say, here are the specific elements of a PMA as, as described. I think it's one of those feelings that I can accomplish, I will succeed, I will do well. And then whatever obstacles may come, that if, if all else fails, if everything goes to you know where in a handbasket, <laughs> that at least if anything else fails, that they'll still have an attitude, some self-esteem, if you will, about themselves saying, I, I can't make it, I can't accomplish. I think the other aspect in this area, think about Leo Buscalia, Dr. Leo Buscalia. Who, one of my favorites. And, and one of mine, probably for that fact, I think you were the one who first suggested, you know, reading some of his texts. And you talk about healthy relationships. I mean, I think he is the one who really talks about some of those healthy relationships in his books, both love and, and personhood. And Well, sometimes I get the feeling when talking with young people that they are looking for almost the how to win friends influence formula, kind of like, there are certain things one does in order to be popular, one things to do, how to be successful with other people. Do you find that many young people come to college with this, or do they come just totally confused, or do they come with plans on how to be successful in developing a healthy atmosphere? Mm-hmm. I think they come with some perceptions, and probably most more than not are probably inaccurate. You know, you've got to stretch to grow. You've got to be uncomfortable. That you know, the and I think about the high-powered sales techniques. And I sometimes think that that's what people perceive as is as normal in dealing with relationships. One of the senses that does develop oftentimes, and when people get prepared for college and they develop all this preparation, and the expectations are just so that college or university is going to be mm-hmm. this way, and that I'm going to relate to people the very same way that I related to people at home. And they get to college or they get to the university and those modes or methods of relating don't seem to work. Do you find that you have to really teach people in some ways how to build relationships differently than they did at home? Oh, yes. I don't think if we have to teach them differently, I think we have to teach them you know, over again. Because what happens, I think, in a high school setting, particularly one in which you've maybe been there four years, like happened in my situation, you forgot how to <laughs> how to make friends. I mean, that's kind of come automatic in the neighborhood where you've grown up with these people, you've known them for a long period of time, and then all of a sudden you're thrust into a whole other environment in which you may not know a lot of people. So I think that more than anything, I think sometimes they come in with wrong attitudes saying, oh, this is how we do it, or we've got to start from the very beginning mm-hmm. uh, because they've forgotten. They've just simply forgotten, and they haven't done it for some time. And I guess that sometimes they feel embarrassed that they have to learn over again. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no, but I, I imagine mean, there's know, some embarrassment. As stated to you earlier that I was probably going to say this. I think everybody ought to have to go back and read Dr. Zeus again in their <laughs> lifetimes. And, yeah, I heard and, you remember that. And I was, <laughs> why do you think, Charles, that everybody should go back and read Dr. Zeus? Because, I mean, the man's a genius, for one. <laughs> and that's scary that I'd admit to that. But... I mean, what he talks about is some of those, what Robert Fulgham talks about and everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten. I mean, I think some of those are some of the basic things that, gosh, we probably, we're going to relearn throughout our lives. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's no need to be embarrassed about having to, to relearn those situations. I think the other thing that I think college students come in with a lot of time is, is a tremendous sense. And, and it doesn't have to be just college students. Again, I go back to what I mentioned earlier, even just moving to a new environment, moving to a new community or taking on a new job. There's a tremendous amount of fear there. And it's amazing what fear can do to us and as far as inhibiting us. And reminded of the, the old saying that our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we off my win by fearing to attempt. Now, would you go through that one more time? Let me see if I can get it right okay. this time. <laughs> our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we off my win 
by fearing to attempt. And so I, I think that in many cases, our college students probably go into uh, that environment with a tremendous sense of fear, fear that they think they're experiencing only themselves. They're the only one in a, a college class at Texas A&M where we're talking about thousands of students coming in at the beginning of a fall semester, and they're thinking they're the only one feeling that particular fear. Well, well I wonder if that's not part of what we were talking about earlier, which was trying to find some ways that you can prepare for an effective college year, and that's realizing that you're not going to be the only one. I've had that experience also where I've interacted with people, and they have the impression that they're the only ones who have those kinds of feelings, the only one who has to have those fears, apprehensions, and that tendency to not share that with someone else, I guess generally keeps it being unhealthy for them. Mm -hmm. And if we are recommending things that persons might consider, is recognizing they won't be alone. No matter what is going on, they will not be alone. And that's whether they're going to school or whether they're out down on the beach. The reality is that we are not alone as we struggle with these various issues of personal growth. Mm -hmm. Very much so. I mean, I agree. I agree. And I sense that that's something that one of the things I was glad to hear you say is that even though we may feel embarrassed, there is not the need to feel because we do need to learn things over and over again. And there are lots of things that some things I'm still shaking my head about that I still have to learn over again at this stage in life. Well, we were talking on the way in because I was raised not too far from here in Galveston, was raised in Freeport, which is right down the coast here, and have visited Galveston and Seawall Boulevard and, and other areas time and time again. But this is the first time on the way here to the station that I had been to the port area or had seen this side of the town. And, and you said, ah, a new experience for you. And I said, yes. And I think that's great. Those new experiences are very important. But I think also the relearning experiences are, are important too. You know, the kind of the deja vu that, gosh, I've been here before. <laughs> it's probably a pretty good point to kind of switch gears if we can. Sounds good uh, to me. <laughs> on the car trip over here today, we talked a little bit about leadership. You saying that that maybe was one of the topics we wanted to address. And maybe this is an appropriate time to, to kind yeah, of talk I, I about Yeah, I guess that. leadership is one of those things that, I, and I think it's a continuation of what we're talking about when we make the transition from going in our community of being at home and we go into a a place that's entirely different, whether it's going to a college or university or someone like our age who might be going to another job in another state or something, I sense that we are not only leading other people in our lives, but there's this thing called leadership of self. And I've even heard it saying something like tied in with management of time and efforts. And so, and I think we've been talking a lot about management so far. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess there's part of me that wants to do a little bit more exploring about maybe leadership of self. Okay. Here in this program this evening, we've talked about writing our life's novels. And I think in order to lead people through their life novels, we probably had, need to have written some of our own before we start leading them through that path. We talked about management. I want to say that there's probably a little a, a difference between those two. And again, this is not an original idea, but I think management tends to be of things, of objects, of goals, if you will. And then leadership tends to be leading of people. And so I think there's a difference between those two. And so, so I want to say that from the beginning because I think sometimes we're real quick to just lump leadership underneath management, you know, management by objective, management of time and <laughs> yeah. all those. And again, they're important. I, I don't want to say that they're not, but so is leadership, and I think we have to move in, in a little different area there. We're talking about how would you maybe concretely a couple of suggestions maybe on how to do some things that would increase our own leadership skill as human beings. In other words, what would be some things that you think might be either in leading others or in leading ourselves? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think the biggest thing that, that comes to mind just right off the top, and for that fact I'd even smart enough to put this in my notes somewhere, has to do with self-awareness. I think a lot of times people come into any situation and they're aware of their experiences, and that's good and fine, but I sometimes wonder how self-aware we are. I think that one of the things that we have to do is realize that there's a world outside of ourselves to go out and experience different things. In order to do that, though, I think we have to go out and meet new kinds of people and be involved in new kinds of programs, do things a little differently than what we are. And if that means, you know, if we're sitting around a house just watching TV, there's not much I've ever learned from the TV, believe it or not, unless it's been a good educational documentary program. I think we've got to go out and participate in these programs that challenge our minds, that challenge our, our thinking processes that help us realize who we are and how we see the world and things of that sort. I, th- I think that if I could encourage people to do that, that would be tremendous. And if it's like most people, I imagine that we need to be reminded to be challenged on a frequent basis. We mm-hmm. talked about earlier learning and having to relearn because I know even though this is my life's work, I constantly find myself needing to be reminded of certain some very basic attitudes and beliefs And that's learning, challenging, going out, and presenting myself in new and different situations. Exactly. And if I could encourage uh, people to, to, I guess if I were going to say, I could give three simple rules real quickly. One of them is explore. Second rule is explore. And the third rule is when in doubt, remember rule number one and number two. (laughs) Explore. Well, Charles, it certainly has been good having you here on KGBC AM 1540. And I do appreciate your joining me here for Friendship Radio. Thank you. It's been a tremendous opportunity, and thanks to KGBC. I'm glad you were able to be here. I'd like to thank all of you who have been joining me here, Charles and myself, this evening on KGBC AM 1540 Friendship Radio for Galveston County. I do hope that this program has provided a valuable resource as you write your life novel and that you will join me here each Thursday evening as we provide additional opportunities for insights as you write your life novel. And I hope that you will be kind enough to join me again on Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, KGBC AM 1540, as we continue to explore topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living and friendship. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Good night. for listening to the Power for Positive Living podcast. For more episodes, Dr. Huey's blog, or contact information, feel free to visit us at pfpl.us.